0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 200, air date December 26th, 2017. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, I'm a systems guy, right? So the reality is, if you think, remember the old elephant, you have the elephant and different people touching parts. So the problem with that model is that you can create your own narratives, right? So if, like I said, if you look at the tusk of the, remember it's the story of Buddha who brings the elephant, and he asks six blind men what they see. The guy who touches a tusk says he sees a spear. The guy who touches a tail says he sees a brush, etc. The problem is that um, this is a way that you bamboozle the public. When you don't share the whole, but you, you, you take little parts, and then you rewrite whole narratives on it. System science is a way to resolve that, where you start figuring out how you can interconnect the parts, and the truth emerges from that. And my view is that systems theory, system science, should be taught at the grade school because what we're teaching people is little pieces and when you teach people that way it makes them what's called reductionist you never see the whole you see the components and you can essentially create a dumb electorate that can be bamboozled is there
1: any other research that people are are doing and like following up on this to show the actual like health side effects to this? oh yeah yeah
0: so let me show you it's a great question Um, After we published our stuff, we published another paper more recently, end of last year. Um, What I can show you, I'll I'll try to find it, but what we published was we basically showed that we published a fifth paper where we actually looked at the GMO and the non-GMO version and we found research in Leeds in London that was done, in the UK, where people had actually grown the soy plant in a greenhouse. And they got the exact same results, 250% difference glutathione and we published that recently. My, my point is this, right? Why is it that very few researchers are even exposing Monsanto? And meanwhile, tons of public funding is going to pay these scientists, and no one's holding them accountable. That's really the question. And the narrative has been built up, we need these foods to feed the world's population, you know? Do you think Bill Weld's
2: going to get into the Senate race?
0: Bill Weld? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's just part of the whole nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill Weld, old man Kingston. You know all these dirty guys. Beth Lindstrom, lottery person. None of these people have.
2: And you got two independent candidates. You got John Devine and Josh Ford, who's the deputy sheriff of yeah. Sex County.
0: Yeah. I don't know what these guys stand for. All I know is I don't need to be doing this. And uh, I'm doing it because I think we're at a 21st century. If you look at the situation right now in Massachusetts for every 17 skilled job openings, we only have one person skilled for that. We're supposed to be, I mean, you guys have beautiful buildings here. How many people are getting your jobs after they leave? Are they prepared for the 21st century? That's really the question. So who's really, Miles said he paid 30K. Is that how much you guys are paying for tuition? It's yeah, it's a lot. It's go for out of state. Out of state, thirty k, yeah. and
1: in state, like ten k. Yeah,
0: so you're leaving with about fifty k loans by the time you're done. I'm trying not to do. Loans. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but, but if it's work study, one of the things I believe I think we should get rid of all these student loans. Everyone should do work study and co-ops, and because you learn a lot more from that. You don't learn a lot in these yeah. classrooms, frankly. Uh,
1: I wish I could do work study, but then I don't qualify because I don't, I'm not <laughs> living a poor enough family to qualify. Right. It.
2: What do you think about getting rid of all financial aid completely? Because if you get rid of all financial aid completely, your entire like, tuition just skyrockets down. Because they, uh, I think me and, um, and me and another person had a conversation about this. The only reason why tuition is so high is because the universities know that they're going to get the money from the government. If they if they stopped the financial aid...
0: You hit, you hit it right on the head. Yeah, yeah.
2: If you stopped the financial aid, you could literally go and pay for a class for $100. Yeah. Or $100 so, so,
0: so what you're class. pointing out, there's a racket right now between the universities and the quote-unquote Sally Mae, right? So they call it a student loan. Who has a student loan here? Did you ever see the money? You never went into your bank account. That would mean it's your loan it literally goes from the government right to the university. So year over year over year the universities can keep cranking up tuition because once they accept you, your family's so happy you got accepted. The money literally goes from the government to the institution. There's no incentive here for them to reduce tuition and you can't declare bankruptcy. And you can't laws. declare bankruptcy by the way, the laws are set up. Mm-hmm. So I think we should completely eliminate student loans because what and the other thing is community colleges should also be allowed to give four-year degrees, because that will create a competitive environment. So they want to limit the number of universities. They want you to get into student loans, so you leave, you know, into a debt situation. The entire corporate model is to make you a consumer of stuff and have you in debt. That's the model. And they started at a very, very young age. But if you increase tech schools, if you increase the ability for Community colleges issue four year degrees, and now you have competition and you, eliminate, yeah. and you eliminate student loans. Now, these guys can't, it's going to have to be market based. Yeah.
1: Yep. I, uh, I went to a technical high school, so I got a computer and tech education along with the. Yeah, you'll you be able to get a job then. Yeah, I'm doing IT here, so I'm hoping to get the job yeah. in the future. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess since this is the question and answer part. If you get you know, like, elected, uh, will you be like, promoting like, technical education and that kind of stuff, different high school? Yeah, like charter schools yeah, as well. I, yeah, look,
0: you know, I think it's, you know, if you don't know technical stuff in the 21st century, you know, I love Shakespearean art, I love writing, but, you know, we're going to be completely destroyed. Yeah. Because you, and forget even the competitive issue, just to be able to survive in the modern world, um, you're going to have a huge competitive disadvantage. So, uh, and I think the way that many of these courses, are, I mean, there needs to be a revamping. Teachers need to be given more power. Teachers are actually pretty smart. What's happened is the teachers' unions have, have uh, disempowered them. Um, teachers should be able to say, okay, he's a smart kid, I'll give him, you know, the advanced curriculum, I can teach him this. They should be able to have, because they're the ones delivering the knowledge. You know, they're the feet on the street. The same thing has occurred in medicine. You know, they've removed all the power from the doctor. So doctors just have to follow a protocol that's dictated by insurance company. And the doctor may see you, a friend of ours we was just speaking to, she's an anesthesiologist, a spine surgeon, she goes, I've been doing this for years, but the protocol says, I've got to give you three shots of pain meds, when I don't, I know you don't need it, but I'm supposed to do that. So you have people in little ivory towers dictating to the practitioners what they should do. That's Obamacare, right? And so, what's ironic is, Warren talks about that she wants to help, right? The small guy, everything she's doing is a corporatization of medicine, the corporatization of banking, the corporatization of education. It's actually creating big, versus um, believing in the people on the ground. Do you think Elizabeth Warren actually doesn't know the
1: implications of her policies? Or do you think she actually believes in them, that she's actually doing No, I think
0: she's just a part of, she's just a fake. Yeah whatever she can to do to get elected. You know, I'm sure she eats That's organic she food. Works. You know, I see her at Henrietta's eating mm-hmm. organic food, okay? So, it's, this is the same thing with all of these people. You know, for them and their families, I'm sure Hillary Clinton doesn't feed her, you know, her grandchildren, you know, Monsanto pesticides, yeah. right? And I'm sure they're very aware of what they're putting in their mouth. Right? For the, for the rest of us, you know, they create this narrative because they get funded by Monsanto. I just finished a movie with Pierce Brosnan, who used to be 007. He just produced a movie called Poisoning Paradise's Wives, an investigative report. on am one of the main scientists in it talking about what occurred in the island of Kauai, which was used as a test bed. So, um, you know, Warren's part of this. She's a fake fighter. And it's unfortunate that these PACs, you know, support the people like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, uh, one question is I'm going back to And, you know, they have a researcher here who's probably trying to figure out what I'm saying, right? And trying to figure out how to refute it. And it's unfortunate they're wasting your... You know, they're going to use intelligence like that to figure out, let's see how we can manipulate Shiva's words. Yeah. Let's see how we can manipulate the science to make her look good. And that's where most of intellectual knowledge is being spent. You know, people Uh, are spending a lot of... They're creating deeds who basically go and manipulate truth, full-time. That's what they do. Full-time job, manipulate truth. Character assassinate people, attack people, and that's what we've created. And and, and my view is all of these career politicians need to go. It was never part of the model. You know, we shouldn't be asking people's political resumes, we should be asking what have you actually done to create a job? Can you solve a differential equation? Do you know what that means? Seriously, do any of these guys know what dynamics are? Do they know what AI means? Do they know how to build a business? Do they, can they read a profit and loss statement? Can they read a balance sheet? Probably none of these guys know what the hell they're reading. So they have multiple layers of a bunch of other dweebs who tell them what to do. It's complete nonsense, guys. Complete nonsense.
1: Well, that's how really our monetary system is run out by the Federal Reserve, it's complete nonsense as well, I mean.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying that Einstein said something which I thought was telling. He said, the more you remove people from the actual work that they do, you create layers and layers and layers and layers. I mean, in my case, you know, I know had to still write code. I know how to design software. I know what, all, all the stuff I'm talking about. I don't need consultants. All these people have to hire guys like him over there to tell them what to think. They have to hire researchers to write their stupid reports. Seriously, it's complete insanity. And they're taking money, I'm talking about both parties, they take money from poor people, give them to PACs, and then the PACs, you know, are paying themselves, people like him money, others money. It's a racket.
2: I I think the best. It's so.
0: It's everyone should be angry at this. If people really knew what was going on, we'd have a revolution in this country.
2: I think the best thing is, is when you have people that are trying to spy on you, and you are saying the right things all the time, like you always do, and because that just shows how the opposition is so afraid of you, and like the thing is. I, I gotta say, like, do you really expect someone that like Beth Lynchdom or John Kingston Then No, because they're looking to be in the system. They're looking to like I you know how long I've been involved. They're looking to be a system, looking to be part of the system, they're looking to just be a name. They're not looking to defeat Elizabeth Warren, they're looking to just be a name and be part of the system. There's people like you and Jeff Deal who actually have vested interest.
0: In I don't think Jeff Deal is a vested interest. He 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 made a fake. Yeah. Sure. i do not saying
2: like Jeff Deal is not is he's like establishment number two,
0: basically. He's a not so obvious establishment. Yeah. Okay. One yeah. of the things that you've got to be aware of there's a dynamic that occurs in politics. The obvious establishment, Hillary Clinton, the change agents like myself, Trump, and then the not so obvious fake fighters like Jeff Deal. Yeah who basically needs to bring Trump voters to Charlie Baker. Okay, and those people are the more insidious ones. Elizabeth Warren and Jeff Deal are very similar. They're the not-so-obvious establishment. And they're the ones who need to be completely skinned and exposed for what they are. They need to be scalped. Okay, because they're the ones who manipulate truth. Jeff Deal did a fake picture of him shaking Donald Trump's hand. There's three hands in the picture. He photoshopped, the guy can't even photoshop well. (laughs) You're right. I mean, these people are really, you know, I don't have enough nice words to say for, you know. And I think think, uh, the Trump victory was something magnificent, whether you like Donald Trump or not. The issue is it shows that people are tired of this nonsense, that they want real change. And now, after that, you'll see the not-so-obvious establishment, the fake Trumpers coming. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what's going on. You know, but the thing is, you guys need to... Begin. Part of my speaking here is to let you guys know, you guys should get angry about this. It's, it's not a bad thing. Righteous anger
1: is a good thing. Well, you were talking about the teachers' union. They do a really good job of brainwashing all the students here. It's ridiculous. Like, oh yeah. the, the, All the students think that like, the teachers'
0: unions are, are there to help them, but they're not. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. When I, you know, in 1978, I had a teacher who gave me the standard math curriculum. He, had, this was before the Department of Education screwed up everything, and he saw me wanting to study, and he gave me a whole other curriculum. So that's why I was able to finish calculus by the ninth grade. And people who, you know, had issues, he helped them. So teachers weren't just falling like a robot. If that's the case, you don't need a teacher. Just, you know, put it on the iPhone. Yeah, a lot.
1: We, yeah, I mean, a lot of these classes, these teachers don't try. It's, yeah. they don't care about their
0: job. I can see that. So I'm saying it really comes down to us. It, it is supposed to be the government of the people. It's up to us. You know, these people have built auras as though they're somebody, but they're frankly should be really looked at from the original thing. What have they actually contributed? Uh, well, one last question, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what do you
1: think is the solution? Like, Do you think like more like Cooperative farming. Do you think that that would be? Yeah, let's talk about yeah. that. So there are and, solutions. And one, one last question. Yeah. What are the, like the real like health side effects of GMOs? Say, if you took two two people, one person that was just taking yep. GMOs the rest of his life, and someone that wasn't, would you actually see like a big difference? Yeah.
0: So it's a great question. See, when you're looking at these large studies like this, um, it's hard to do it in a test tube, right? Yeah. Because we're talking about giving food. It's like saying I feed. Bunch of people, at McDonald's, and another bunch of people, at Burger King. Or, what's the difference? Well, you have to do it over long periods of time. You follow what I'm saying? That's why mathematical modeling is so powerful, because there's no way to kill enough animals to figure this out, or do enough test tube testing, or do enough clinical trials. We don't build airplanes by just randomly creating all different designs. It's done on the computer. Right? That's modern 21st century science. That's what Cytosol is. That's what email was, right, at that time. And that's why the brainless people in Washington don't understand any of this. And so you have to use technology. So the the realities to your question is that the reason I shared that with you, we went down the fundamentals of the C1 metabolic pathway. No one can argue with us on that. There's no like A plus B, you know, sodium plus chloride gives sodium chloride, right? There's no argument. So all of those chemical equations are inarguable. They're coming from actual literature and we connected them together at the molecular systems level. So you can't do this over, unless you have long periods of times and these guys know that. So that's why a, a, a cytosol is such a threat to them because we're, it's the same thing that we used how to understand, you know, dynamics of flight. That's what we're doing here. So let's get back to your question around the, so more and more papers are coming out like with glyphosate which is a pesticide they found it in women's tampons okay because they use use it for cotton Um, they have found ultra low levels it's it's a nature paper causes fatty liver disease in animals okay but you can extrapolate that in, in some ways to larger mammals so you have the the issue for me is There is no safety assessment standards because the way substantial equivalence is done is it's about the same and you just sort of guess it. There's no science to it. So why are we allowing that? That's really the fundamental issue. Everything in this room, I don't know if you know, there's standards like for the light bulb, for computers, uh, ergonomic things. I mean you can't really put anything out there unless they're called standards organizations. There's no safety assessment standards for GMOs the eyeglasses you wear, right? There's ophthalmologist associations, they have to do standardization, they have to make sure it doesn't hurt your eyes, you know? Elizabeth Warren's trying to get over-the-counter earphone, ear, uh, hearing aids. Sounds good, but she's in collusion with a company called Doppler Labs, which wasn't making any money, which got 70 million BC funded, and she's writing articles in the New England Journal of Medicine saying how great over-the-counter hearing aids are. Complete fraud.
2: But do you think that the solution is to have government do the regulation or to have consumer watchdog organizations in the private sector?
0: Uh, Look, what's happened is the government is already, so let's talk about this, right? This is a very interesting question you bring up because the assumption is that we have market forces, okay? The reality is Monsanto is a monopoly in in glyphosate, right? So people talk about capitalism as though we're living in this age of where free capitalism reigns. It doesn't. It's all a racket. We have the corporatization of capitalism. There is no free capitalism. This is the problem I have sometimes with the theoretical libertarians. They don't, they're talking as though that we have, you know, free capitalism and then we don't want regulation. The reality is that we actually have, that's, I mean, we're not even, forget that. We're like the train has gotten by. Four major telcos control everything you hear, listen, and watch. Telecommunications companies. Google and Facebook are watching all your emails. So what are we talking about? Those guys have already subverted the whole process. We've destroyed the postal service, which gave us the opportunity to send you a letter, and if anyone intervened, it was a 20-year sentence in prison. Google and Facebook own our emails. Right? So, and this has occurred because of the fact that career politicians were not technologists, were not scientists, let this all happen. Because they got paid during PAC money, whatever you want to go look at. They don't, they don't care about the implications of what it means. We talk about the Second Amendment, right? Which is important. But no one talks about the fact the freedom of communication, which has been completely subverted, when email volume overtook postal mail volume in 1997. When you sign up for your free email, go read the privacy they own your email. So the haves will have their free their their private email servers and the have-nots will be using quote unquote free email. That's why to me there's a book I wrote called The Future of Email. The whole issue with Hillary Clinton is that it's showing that the people in power will start having their private email servers so they can have deniability on emails, they can protect their emails and the rest of us will be using, you know, unsecured servers. Yep. What do you think about uh, when elites from all, all over the world actually cooperate to put more environmental regulations um, and do such things as, in the UN, uh, put different agendas on papers, how to basically limit industrialization in formal countries in the US? Do you think it's a problem or not? What, what are you talking about? Are talking about climate change? Like regulations? <coughs> yes. Yeah, so there's a great video if you have a chance on, I did it. If you go on YouTube, look at Paris Accords. Um, on the Paris Accords related to climate change and I completely expose it. This is why it's interesting about my candidacy. On the one hand I could be against Monsanto and the fact that GMOs don't have no safety assessment standards but I, I can also expose the Paris Accords. They have nothing to do whatsoever with helping alleviate pollution, you know, taking the plastics out of the ocean or helping landfills. What they have to do is making sure Al Gore and his compatriots get very wealthy. If you really look, and since so it's a video, if you look up Shiva Yadurai Paris Accords, I do a little sketch and I walk you through the whole thing. But the reality is that, to keep it very simple, if you take China by way of example, today China pollutes, you know how much carbon tons? Tons of carbon, anyone know? 160 million? 11 billion. Today 11 billion tons of carbon. Okay? Now, according to the Paris Accords, how much tons of carbon do you think China will do in 2030? Right, Because they're supposed to help regulate them, right? What'll happen in 2030? Same. No, 22 billion. Mm -hmm. They're allowed to pollute further another 11 billion. And after 2030, a carbon tax will kick in. Meanwhile, the carbon credit is actually an equity that they're trading on the public market. So after 2030, it's gonna skyrocket the value of these credits, and that's when all these guys will cash in. The green fund that they created was essentially a fund that we were going to use to pay off the influencers in these countries to be part of the Paris Accords. It's, it was payoff money. Trump figured this out. Um, and by the way, you know we can get into a debate on climate change but I can tell you this one thing: the guy who came up with this climate change model originally set the average temperature of the Earth between 1950 and 1980 as guess what temperature it was? 15 degrees. Well 1997 comes and you know they're predicting climate change and guess what the uh, temperature was in 1997? It was 14.7, it actually went down. So in a footnote, in a, this is in the New York Times, in an email, overnight he says oh the new 14 is the new 15, basically they moved the goalposts. they said the new average temperature is 14 degrees. It was done in an email. So what I'm trying to say is that if you really want to solve pollution, we need innovation, not regulation. If we want to get rid of the plastics, it's going to be innovation. There's amazing technologies entrepreneurs have created, but the crony capitalists will never let the stuff get out. So you have technologies at work. We have amazing permaculture is an amazing model that's existed for years to do soil uh, replenishment. People have shown it can generate anywhere between five to eight times more yield than you know, pesticide and herbicide-ridden crops. So we already have technologies, guys, it's these, basically these guys who are criminals. We give so much, you know, unfortunate, you know, homage to, from Elizabeth Warren on down. I feel like it's going to be really hard to wake people up. I mean, What's that? I feel like it's going to be really hard no, to wake up. No, it's already happened. Be, be, yeah. Trump's winning, was, the reason Trump's winning is so powerful is because the elites in the West Coast Hollywood elites in the East Coast, right where we are. A lot at UMass Boston right here, they never thought that this guy was going to win. But they didn't understand that, you know, the poor whites in this country, were also a majority, by the way, who are being screwed over, that they just thought, they just tried to brand them as rednecks. And their voices were never being heard, they had legitimate concerns. And when Trump won, these guys weren't so upset that Trump won, they were more upset that they lost control. Remember what I said in the beginning? Academics don't care about, frankly, money that much. They care about control. They want to be the head of the department who writes the paper that everyone reads. They want to be the consultant who's called in, and everyone quietly listens.